1: Live, presented by Kaleida Health.
2: And I asked our uh, our guy, Jeff Mazurek, I go, what do we expect? And he just said snow.
3: Saturday, lake effect snow is going to be heading from Buffalo and then south towards the stadium. <laughs> there is a chance of steady snow with it possibly becoming heavy right when kickoff starts. Temperatures in the 20 with gusty 30 mile per hour winds. Remember, lake effect snow, those bands, they're only about 20 miles wide, so it doesn't take much for the snow. And then out and it comes a short distance away and whoo. I think we're gonna have some real weather. Tua,
4: Tua, Tua, Tua. Be a sec. We're gonna have to show up Saturday night versus Buffalo in this cold, cold temperature and be able to make plays. Jason, you said something about temperature.
3: Today in Honolulu, Hawaii, we're too talking about Little High School. 80 degrees sun. <laughs> ah, oh, that sounds good. Today, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. 21 degrees, 21 degrees,
1: 21 degrees. Let's go!
3: At a higher level than we did before. When it's too tough for them, it's
1: necessary. Fires it. Intercepted. Picked off by Ternavius White. Do you want to go (laughs) a snowman? Good afternoon on a snowy day in Orchard Park. Precipitation has come and the temperature is dropping.
4: That's right, the snows are coming. It's now a lake effect snow warning. Welcome to One Bill's Live Friday edition as we get you pumped up for what is expected to be a winter wonderland. Tomorrow night, 8.15, Bill's Dolphins. And, uh, yeah, I know it may snow in Alabama, Tua, but not like this. The snow totals have been upped. It went from 12 to eighteen. To eighteen to twenty-four over the life of the storm. Incidentally, the Lake Effect Snow Warning starts tonight at seven p.m. and runs until Monday. Steve, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um,
0: it's um, yeah, it, it's 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 not going to be pretty by any standard.
4: Yeah. So I think one thing for fans that are coming to the stadium i would plan on putting a shovel in yeah. the trunk or rear of your car because yeah. from the time you get here to the time you leave after the game there's very likely to be a foot of accumulation over that period of time we're not looking at least right now at 2 to 3 inches an hour which is considered heavy lake effect snow right. the the latest reports are indicating about an inch an hour which is manageable, um, I think, to play a football game. Two to three inches, everything goes out the window. When yeah, it goes two to three inches an hour, it. you just can't keep up.
0: Yeah, you've, we've seen We all remember. we all seen the, the, the clips. The snow game uh, in 2017 against, uh, no, 15 against the Colts. 2017. 20, okay. Okay. It, you couldn't keep up with it. It came down so fast. They had guys shoveling and blowing the stuff off. They, could keep, they tried to do the yard markers and the hash marks, all of that. They just couldn't keep up with it. It comes down so fast. This looks like it will be, you know, once they clear it, and then they'll clear it again at halftime. They'll clear it pregame. They'll take the tarp off. And, and Brownie and I, I thought it was 90 minutes. We it's saw not. Brandon
4: beating four hours before four game. Hours, they got to yeah. take the
0: tarp off four hours before the game. So they'll do that. And then when they clear the field pregame, they will probably make way for the snow removal if they need it then to clear it off right before kickoff, then again at halftime if they can. That's the way it used to be done. So <clears throat> we'll see if, if that can be – if that's the way it's going to be. Um. Yeah, it's a problem because it's, it's real. It's going to be a real thing. And Brownie's right. Pack the car knowing you're going to be in for a snowstorm you're going to have to dig in and dig
4: out of. So Because here's the thing, and I – I didn't get a chance to talk to stadium operations today. I was going to lob them a phone call, but I figured they're going to be busy enough. I didn't really want to bug them. But when you have stadium lots filled with cars, your, plow, can't plow. your, plow, your plows can't do a whole lot. I mean, they can go up and down the rows. Drive your, folks, drive your SUVs with
0: four-wheel drives. Bring that stuff. Get, bring Put a shovel the, in the back. Bring out the heavy gear. Um, just do yourself a favor, and then plan on it. Listen, folks, it's an 8:15 kickoff. It's a three-hour game give or take, probably, probably give. probably going to be three hours and 20 at most. So that puts you at 11:45, game over. 11:30, anyway, game over. All right? Traffic is going to be slow. And hard. Yeah. It's going to be a late night.
4: Bring your kindness card. Try yes. to be patient.
0: Let's remember, you know, let's remember who we represent here. It's you, Saturday night. It's Most Saturday of us are night. not working Sunday. Plan on a long night after the game. Mm-hmm. Plan on a long day before the game. Just be ready. It's going to be really, really tough. Um, it's going to be one of those games. You're going to have stories to tell. I'm, I can imagine. But mm. um, yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a real thing.
4: Oh, it's happening! Yeah, As it's soon, happening. and we were on the air yesterday. We went, we went off the air, I believe, right after it flipped, right because be- it was a right lake effect. It flipped. Yeah, it was a lake effect storm watch, which means it has a strong possibility of happening. Then it flipped to a lake effect storm warning. When it yeah. flips to a warning, that means it is it, imminent. Yeah, it is coming. they going to happen.
0: I got, I got one per. There are people, you know. Social media is awesome because of, you know, both the good and the idiocy that's on it. guy says, well, you know it's not going to be bad when they're calling it a – you know, they're trying to warn you about it two days before. You know they're not going to get it right. Not so much in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Right. It was not a local guy who did that, said that, uh, obviously. Um, And I said it – I've said it the last couple of days. When they predict it like this in Buffalo, yeah,
4: they're pretty much Right. Right. And from what we understand, plowing in and out of the rows of cars in the lots is not going to happen. You can't do during it. or after the game because you'll plow people in. they're only going yeah, to be, you know, taking care of the main arteries like One Bill's Drive, that'll get plowed, and you know Abbott Road, Twenty A. R- Abbott Road and Twenty pl- A. That'll get plowed. Southwestern Boulevard. Those will get plowed,
0: but yeah. They'll go Abbott all the way up north So bring south.
4: a shovel in the back of your car if you are coming to the game. And this is a little different than
0: the November
4: storm we had a month
0: ago uh, because this is going to be south of the city, I think, mostly, right? I mean, it's going to be a narrow band. Yeah, from... It's not going to be 60 inches either. <laughs> so they don't, they're do not they not as worried about the pulling resources away from neighborhoods who maybe stove up for a week. It's not going to be like that. So they're going to have – the road, they'll be working hard keeping the roads clear. But man, oh man, think about it, folks. Traffic's going to be a problem. Parking's going to be—you know—you're going to have to be slow and it and easy. You know, your normal. Think about the neighborhoods where you park. I mean, these neighborhoods over in Orchard Park, that you know, off Twenty A, off Abbott. You know, the, the ham the hammer lot. Um, you know they they're gonna they're probably not gonna get a chance to plow. They're not gonna to need to plow them and probably before the game.
4: Well, they might. Right. It's supposed to start they, tonight
0: at seven, and they may not be able to. You know, I mean, they may not want to do that. So you might just say, "Hey, listen, come at your own risk. You might get stuck here till April." But you know, that's the kind of thing that you're looking at. So think about what you're doing and make some adjustments to your normal game day routine, uh, because you know it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough game, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like, what were you, I was thinking like coming? All right. 8:15 kick. You want to come you want to watch? It. I mean come I was coming like maybe 2 2:30 in the afternoon, 3. I don't know, man. I might have to come earlier than that. Yeah, you may want to build in some extra time knowing that it's going to be slow go. Cuz we so. got stuff we do over here, you know. I mean I yeah. mean I do post game with Maddie. We kind of wind up for that. You guys do, you know, field pass, field before, pass the before
4: the game. We'll be streaming that. You stream that before the game. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, not that it's a huge deal. So I go do pregame radio and then right from there I have to come across the parking lot here to the <laughs> studio to do the pregame show. So it's gonna, I'm going to get me, a real snow shoes. I'll get a real taste for what we're going to be looking at for the game.
0: Yeah. It's supposed to, now the, the the warning starts tonight at 7. Is that still
4: in? 7 p.m. tonight. It runs through Monday. <laughs> now, Friday that and Saturday, awesome. you know, Southern Erie County, the South Towns, they're supposed to get most of it from Friday into Saturday night. And then as we drift into Sunday and Monday, I guess most of it's supposed to go down to the Southern tier. Um, And the Southern tier is going to be, you know, directly in line to get pounded for like Sunday and Monday until the thing ends. But Friday and Saturday, it's going to be, right here in this neck of the woods where we sit right now. So, yes, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Let's, let's get, go! Let's go. Uh, so there. let's get to some of the player availability notes. Yesterday, in essence, was the final injury report of the week. So the designations for the game came out. We did announce them on the air yesterday. We didn't announce Miami's, but we did announce Buffalo's. And it's basically Ryan Bates and Jordan Phillips who will not play. The anticipation is Greg Van Roten will start at right guard for Bates, who's out with the ankle injury. Phillips going to miss a second straight game with the shoulder injury. But everybody else that was a little dinged and limited in practice during the week, they don't even have a designation for Sunday. So essentially, Matt Milano, Ed Oliver, Reggie Gilliam, all good to go for Saturday night's game. So that's good news. As for the Dolphins... It's uh, an interesting list. The two players who are out both play the safety position, namely Eric Rowe and Elijah Campbell. So the backup, I, I did some, I made a couple of calls yesterday after the injury report came out. The general consensus out of Miami is that the other safety playing opposite Javon Holland, the other starter, will be rookie Verone McKinley. He has one start this season, earlier in the year. So he will make his second career start on Saturday night, provided that, you know, the information I got was accurate and there's no reason to think it isn't. And, you know, you think about what the Dolphins may want to do defensively in terms of disguise and changing the look from pre-snap to post-snap. How limited will McKinley be making only his second start of his career? Now, I believe, if I have this right, that both he – and Javon Holland were college teammates at Oregon. So maybe there's a longer working rapport with the two of them than here with the Miami Dolphins. But still in all, it's a young, inexperienced player. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that all shakes out. It doesn't look like the Dolphins are going to have River Craycraft, who's probably the fifth, fourth or fifth receiver in their core. He's got a calf injury. He is doubtful. Then the questionable players of interest, left tackle Teron Armstead, who's been dragging his body around for the better part of a month, and his toe situation's not going to get better. He's going to need surgery after the season's over. He's got a pec and a knee injury as well. So he's hobbling around out there, and if the conditions are poor, Steve, like in terms uh, of footing and things like that, he's listed as questionable. The general consensus is he's going to play, but... If the, if the footing's poor and all that, I mean that can't be good yeah. for a guy with a knee and a toe problem. It's really
0: a problem for for guys that are hurt because you you know think about it. Particularly if you got a toe or a knee or whatever, if if you're running around, you try and stop and start and plant to to cut to change direction, and your your foot slips out. I mean, we have all been there where your knee blows out. You know, you feel like feel it in your knee when it happens. It's just really, really.
4: And don't things you tend feel to feel
0: frail yeah. for these guys who are. Huge, strong that you feel frail because if if you move the wrong way or get caught in a position, it's it hurts. And you know, without knowing the severity of Armstead and, the, and all these other guys who are struggling with hurts and you know, Mitch Morse is the same thing and all these guys that are that have you know, Milano. It you really feel frail when you're out there on a slippery surface.
4: Well, and not only that, and I've I experienced this myself, I, I would assume it's the same for football players. When the weather's colder, and you've got an injury, it just aches and hurts more, doesn't it? It's Dude. stiffer. It's more. It feels more sore, right? Like every,
0: every little ache and hurt just—it's I mean, magnified. Every time you get bumped, it just reverberates.
4: Especially when it's cold,
0: it just echoes. Yes, every it just—it's like just turning it up for me. You get a spike in your feedback, yeah. right? I mean, it's just wow. Um, it and listen, we we talked a lot about it. You know the. How the game was in Miami in week three, i 'll see your hundred and forty degrees on the sideline and raise you two feet of snow yeah I mean it's it's going to be as difficult, although it's hard it be tends just, to work that well it 's just as difficult for the bills players as it is for the Miami for players except it will be less startling for them because we live in it. Yeah. You, go to, you go to work in it, you come home in it, you go out to eat in it, you go to dinner, you go to the grocery store, you get gas, you live in it you it doesn't when you walk out that tunnel ready for the game it's not a slap in your face like it will be for the dolphin players. When they get off that charter today, the dolphin players will arrive in town today.
4: they probably landed right around now. It's, well, maybe a little later.
0: I'm telling you. It's a slap in the face. You get off that you get off that that jet and you walk down that stairs on the tarmac. Oh my god. Hello. It's horrible.
4: Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, The only other injury of note, running back Jeff Wilson. He's the guy that they acquired at the trade deadline from San Francisco. Obviously knows the Miami scheme since it comes directly from San Francisco. He suffered a hip injury in the Sunday night game last week against the Chargers. Did not return to the game. He did not practice on Tuesday or Wednesday. And let me just tell you, Tuesday they did not practice. It was an estimation. Wednesday the Dolphins had a walkthrough. And then they had some kind of session on Thursday before flying out today. He is listed as questionable as well. Raheem Mostert is one of their other top two backs, and he's not considered 100% either. He's been dealing with a nagging knee, at least according to reporters down there, that his knee hasn't been 100%. He's not on the injury report, but whatever. Um, so that's kind of how it shapes up in terms of injury designations and who may or may not play. I know a lot of fans are wondering uh, about Cole Beasley. And the Bills have until 4 p.m. tomorrow to elevate practice squad players if they choose to do so. Beasley, you know, is a guy that is probably going to be under the microscope to see if he is one of those players that is elevated for the game. And, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show because, as you know, here on Friday, the OBL Friday fan mailbag is open. Any questions you have about the Bills or the NFL at large – submit them to us at one bills live and we'll try to get to as many of them as we can through the course of the show just to let you know what else is lined up we have tailgate friday coming up a little bit later on in the hour where we will find out exactly what your tailgate plans are in terms of your menu if you want to throw in your weather plans to shield your precious tailgate food from the weather you let us know about that as well that's going to be half the battle yeah i mean you better have a you better have, like, one of those pop-up, you know, canvas canopies or something, and then you better right. have some cinder blocks to hold it down. <laughs> yeah, right. You better, yeah, tie it to the vehicle. Um,
0: yeah. It's uh, – it's plan- – today is a planning day. It, you got to get it together. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend – I don't know a bunch of Bills fans are going to be there. We had that – I had that conversation kind of in, tongue-in-cheek. Is this a game you have to get rid of your tickets or you have to keep them? Mm-hmm. I think it's a have-to-keep-them game. I do, too. you got to be here, folks. you got to be at this one. The Miami Dolphins, after and you for, don't forget how week three ended. They ran out of time to spike it for a winning field goal because they you know, couldn't get out of bounds, couldn't get the ball spotted. On a game where they absolutely ran, up, ran all over them, and couldn't get that win. That's the it's the Ken Dorsey revenge game for the fit he threw in the press mark. It's all of that stuff in this, and let alone the division that's on the line. Let alone the number one seed that's on the line. Let alone that's in December in Buffalo, and that they gave it and they wouldn't give us misters on the sideline to keep our guys from falling out with heat exhaustion. So it's that here. Let's go. <laughs> you gotta be here. Yeah. You gotta get here. Right. You gotta and and come ready, not just with, you know, hats and coats and mittens and leg warmers and heated vests and all the gear. Heated vests. And the and the tailgate, but when you get in the stadium, be loud. Give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is you know, Bro Sleeve, Let's go. Let's push all our chips to the middle of the table and show them.
4: This is the week to do it. Yeah, we got to
0: throw out our ace in the hole right here.
4: This week's game sponsor, by the way, is Toyota. Toyota is the exclusive and official vehicle of the Buffalo Bills. Toyota, let's go places. Let's go around the NFL here quickly, Steve, as we had a Thursday night game between the Seahawks and the, um, who the heck did they Niners. Niners. Thank you. Uh, in an NFC West showdown, and the Niners essentially – uh, put a bow on what will be an NFC West title for them as they put more distance between themselves and the Seahawks, winning 21-13. to By the way, around the NFL, presented by Colada Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And Kyle Shanahan said it after the game, Steve, Brock Purdy is the most poised rookie he's ever coached. Yeah, 17-26 last night for 217 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Seattle does not bring the best defense to the table. You know, the Legion of Boom has come and gone. They're not the defensive stalwart they once were. But, yeah, I mean, Purdy's done exactly what they need him to do, just make a handful of good plays in the passing game and then let that schemed running game that has always worked under Shanahan do its thing and get the ball in the hands of Kittle and McCaffrey. Yeah, he,
0: what he's doing is really well, and you, you can call it whatever, your game manager, I don't know, he's playing better than that. But what he's doing is, like Robert Sala said uh, about Mike White, he's making the easy stuff look easy, he's executing at a high level, and every once in a while, maybe less than a handful of times a game, he does something, whether it's running for a first down or whatever, does something really sharp with the football, and gives it. but he does give his team a chance to win, um, and he's good enough to do something when they need him to. But they're so good that it's not ever where he's got to carry him on his back at all. No question about it. Their running game is phenomenal. Their offensive line, defensive line, all that. Brock Purdy uh, is, and I think, you know, it's really, it's, this just in, coaching matters. Oh, yeah. They are handling him perfect. They know what he can do. They've got a system that's built for a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. Purdy's playing better than Garoppolo did at any
4: point, in my opinion. I would think he has over the last couple of weeks. And that a lot and of it's that has nothing to do with spectacular. Cut. It's just steady play, avoiding mistakes. And that's you know all what? you need. Here's the thing with he, that crew in San Fran.
0: What I know about Garoppolo, about Purdy is that if there's an open guy, he's he's he finds him. He never's look. He's not never looking the wrong way. He never misses a guy that's running wide. I'm not. He does. I'm sure because there's always guys who do that. But it, if there's a guy that's open, it seems like man, he finds him. And if not, he just hey, gets it down to you know, Christian McCaffrey's not a bad option, you know. Uh, and I, you know, there's people, and we go through this every week in almost every matchup when a team comes out and plays against a good opponent like see Seah- like the Niners did last night against the Seahawks. You know, all of a sudden people are going, you know what? We might look at a rookie last guy picked in the draft winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they're already talking like that. You know, like, they, these right. guys are going to win the Super Bowl because they're such a complete team. And I Yeah, okay. That's how good it, they're looking right now. So yeah. it's he, a week-to-week league, folks, and this week started
4: out. It belongs to the Niners. The only other quick note we have to get to concerns the AFC East, and Mike White <laughs> is not going to start for the Jets this weekend against the Lions. White is not being cleared by the medical staff for contact. And because of that, he cannot play on Sunday. Zach Wilson is back in the starting lineup at quarterback for the Jets. Now, Mike White has only been listed as having bruised ribs. The Medical staff won't clear him. He has practice this week on a limited basis. But it's going to be Zach Wilson on Sunday. And Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, Steve, said they may not even have Mike White back in time for their Thursday night game next week against the Jaguars.
0: Okay, I get it. He got hit, and he got whacked, and he took some shots. Here's the problem I have with the whole thing and the way it's handled. In the Week 3 game, Tua gets out and was wobbly when he gets up and fakes it and tells him he's not concussed when the next week he's out, and now he's out for three games. That happens. Then the Jets come in here, and unless – Mike White got hit in the tunnel after the game. Some medical staff for the Jets said, no, he's good to play. Give him a shot. Get him back out there. Now they're saying, no, he can't clear him for contact. Why can't he take a shot and go out and play when you let him play in the second half or the third quarter or fourth quarter of the Bills game? I mean, what's the difference now? Did he get worse?
4: Did he get worse? I don't know how he got worse if he's practicing. They let him play. Yeah. What changed? What changed? He, he's
0: not getting better. He's getting worse now. I, you know, they got he they got an X-ray machine in the building. I don't know what, you know. Yeah. So, I, yeah.
4: There you go. I. Uh, so I. And this I, is and this is <clears throat> it for Zach Wilson. You Zach don't show up Wilson. and show out and play well against the Lions. I think his time is done with the Jets. The, the Jets season wait. is hanging in the balance this week. At seven and, what are they, seven and six? There's, they are,
0: hold on, I got you. They, the, the Jets are seven and six. Seven yes. and six.
4: Um, Their season's hanging in the balance here. You don't win this game, you're seven and seven. You uh, got too uh, many people uh, leapfrogging you now. Here's the thing. Down you slide. I He's done. This,
0: Brownie, here's where I sit. The worst possible outcome for the New York Jets in this game is for Zach Wilson to play well.
4: Why, because it just muddies the yeah, waters? I got you. Because he, uh, he's. Not, and if he doesn't I, me, play well, you know point, you're done. You wipe your hands up. At, at
0: this point, he's he's not the guy. From from our, my million miles away, yeah. uh, in my opinion, that is not the guy. Mike White is a better option for them. If it's a, he's a better option right now, he's a better
1: option. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
0: Zach Wilson, that's the worst possible scenario. If he comes in, how about this? He
4: lights it up in he's, a loss. He's not lighting it up. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I am feeling better about my Lions pick this week, though. You're, that's, <laughs> that's just luck. Come on, man. <laughs> I'll take it. Take I don't have good you luck very any often. You
0: credit for that. I don't have good You're luck You any often. credit for that. But man, I think it's the worst possible scenario for,
4: my, for Zach Wilson to come in and play well. Yeah. I I hear you. Or at least not stink. That's going to be very interesting to see how things go this week for the Jets and then on a short week against the Jaguars next Thursday night. Who doggy We have to take a break here because when we come back, we're going to be joined by this week's legend of the game. Who's it going to be on Saturday night getting you all amped up with the snow coming down? We'll let you know next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Pleased to be joined in studio now by this week's Legend of the Game. It is former Bills safety Aaron Williams joining us here. And Legend of the Game is presented, as always, by the BFLO Store, the official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. You can download and visit the Bills app and enter for a chance to win a $250 BFLO Store gift card and a signed Aaron Williams football. Friday, December 16th, that's today, 5 to 6, p- 6 p.m. Aaron will be at the BFLO store on Transit Road. Uh, it's just south of the Eastern uh, Hills Mall. And he'll be there for autograph signings, 5 to 6 p.m. tonight. And you may want to do that because that's before any of this snow is supposed to start flying. <laughs> Saturday, December 5- 17th, pregame. He's going to be doing the Corona leaping through the lots. He's going to be visiting fans in the lots via golf cart with Billy Buffalo. Hope you guys got a windshield on that thing. You're going to need it tomorrow. <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> tomorrow afternoon, man. Wear a hat.
2: And, oh my gosh! Uh, they better have four wheel drive on that golf cart. <clears throat> Look, I've been a part of this. So I'm I'm ready. I've yeah. been here long enough to not be ready, prepared for it. Right? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to catch you off guard. No, right? not at all. Yeah. So all right. tell us, like, when you hear. There's going to be a
4: snow game for Buffalo. Is there one that comes to mind for you when you played? Like, immediately yeah. – give me a snow game that comes to mind immediately for you from your playing career. Is there one that pops into your head that you can think of? I would of? probably think
2: my rookie year against Miami. Yeah, that's crazy. Against Miami. Yeah. 2011? Um, 2011, 11? I believe it yeah. was. But it wasn't really, like, a crazy snow game like y'all had against Indy, I think, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, accumulating But on you the can field. see, like, the snow come down. Yeah. That was, like, the only real snow snow game I had. But when I hear, like, snow is coming, I think of instantly the, the November storm that I was a part of 2016. 14. When 14, we, had Damn, 14, 14, 14, yeah, we had to go to Detroit? Yeah, we had to go to Detroit. Dang, that was, yeah. that was long ago. 2014. But, yeah, that's November. the first thing that came up to, um, popped in my mind. I saw on my Twitter people show me their, their driveways and what it looked like outside. And I was like, man, I remember that when the snow was halfway up my, my driveway and my garage. And how
4: did you get – the, I know Scott Chandler came on a snowmobile. How did you get here I got picked to up. get out you know, to get out to the airport? I got
2: picked up. I wasn't in a snowmobile, but they had just plowed our streets, okay. so I was able to, unfortunately, go on a normal car. I wish I had a cool <laughs> story to say I got right? a yeah. snowmobile, but no, I just went. I
0: told – right? I told – I was having the, we had the conversation for a couple of days. It, it, when it, you first hear, oh, it's going to be a cruddy day, oh, yeah. should I get rid of my tickets and stay and watch the game? But as it gets closer and it gets worse and worse – this is a game you kind of got to go to, right? If you're a fan, you, you got to be. There if you're for a this.
2: true Bills fan, a true Bills Mafia member, you want to go to the worst games. You want right. to go to like the snowstorm games cuz those are the best games possible. I mean, that's just
0: There's more stories coming they're out. There's way man. more they're stories fun, and man. and
2: you know, as as a player, we love to I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I love playing in the snow and stuff. Just it's 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 in our territory, We're in our backyard, so need a little advantage.
4: It's almost a badge of honor, I think for Bill's fans, just to say, Hey, I was there. I was at that game. I stood out in that for three and a half hours and watched that thing. Uh, and it was awesome. Every last minute of it. Um, what, um, what do you make of this Bill's team and the way they have kind of kept on keeping on with all the injuries they have had this year? I realize every team has injuries. Nobody's going to feel sorry for the bills. Um, but now they're finally getting a little bit healthier here, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, just weathering that storm through the course of a season and still winning football games.
2: I mean, honestly, can we just give a, a round of applause for our, for our GM, Money Bean? Like, he, yeah. He's done a great job. He's allowed this team to not only be the strength as a starters, but the backups and the backup backups. Mm. Like We are a, a real deep roster. A lot of the guys, you know, when we had Hyde go down, um, those guys like it's like we didn't miss a beat. They were, they came in, they they made an impact. Um, and for a, for a team to have a great team, you must have starters and really good backups because in in this game, you are going to injuries are going to happen. It's yeah, part mm-hmm. of this game. It's about you know the guy the the guy that's named being called. How can he fill in that spot? And I haven't. I mean, unless I'm wrong, I haven't felt like the guys that are not starters that came in that they missed a beat. I feel like they on the flow, making plays. Um our record speaks for itself. I mean, it should be better, honestly, in my opinion, but these guys are doing their like their jobs. Like they are working hard, and it's hard to be a backup cuz you're not getting the many reps in practice like the right. starters do. So for them to come in and make an impact that they have, I'm I'm impressed, honestly, cuz it's hard to have a backup compensate from your starter and a, a lot of really good teams have those so i'm you know shout out to money Man.
0: no question and it's been the bills were the super bowl favorite coming in they were big favorite people were loving what the bills had done didn't know how it was going to turn out but still mm-hmm. even you know before that opening thursday night game in la this was the team that people were going to be chasing they you know they you know the, the tough game to end the season last year in kansas city two mm-hmm. years in a row uh just missing out on the on the one seed a year ago so now you know deep into it, it has been proven to be true. They have had the most difficult schedule of anybody in the league, mm-hmm. and they've been really more injured than they've been over the past three years, even combined probably. Right. And they're still the one seed mm-hmm. coming into week 15 of the season. Uh, what do you think is important now for the mindset of the players and the coaches? Certainly, they gotta you know want to win every game, starting with this one and all that. What do you think is important? <clears throat> keeping it between the lines and just staying focused and, and all that. What's, what, what's, you know, give us a menu of things that you got to do.
2: Don't change anything. Oh yeah. Yeah, like don't fix what's not broken. You know what I'm saying? Um, one step at a time, like literally one day at a time. Uh, I understand we're, we're 10 and three going, going into a week 14 now? 15. 15. 15. And you have to still continue to take it one day at a time. Um, you can't look forward. You know, you look forward. That's how we. That's how we get in those miscues in, during the game. So we got to handle Miami, and then once we handle Miami, get ready for the next week, and then move on from there. But we have to fix. We have to just stay focused on what we have in front of us and not ahead of us, because that's how we. That's how. Yeah. That's how really good teams, you know, start losing the last two games of the, of the season and missing out on a home birth, uh, bye week on a, on a playoff. We have to stay focused on Miami. Let's. Let's handle our, our payback because we, we didn't show up the first time we played them. So right. we got to stay focused. And, yeah. and, and what's
4: your, them. speaking of Miami, what's kind of your, your take on those guys? I mean, they were high flying on a five, six game winning streak. And they've come back down to earth here these last two weeks. San Fran handled them. They got the number one defensive yeah. football. That's not terribly surprising. But then the Chargers kind of flipped the script on them defensively. They're playing press man on first and second down and playing zone on third down. That's like yeah. opposite of what most normal teams do. They dro- yeah, yeah. They dropped. They're dropping a middle linebacker into a single
2: high safety look yep. and bringing the safeties up in the middle of the field. It was they. They had two of all sorts of crossed up last week. I'm not gonna lie though, Miami has definitely surprised me this year. I didn't expect them to have the success that they're having mm-hmm. this year. But two was real and Dylan, especially after yeah. his injury.
0: I'll say this too. I th- I give credit a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel. Yeah. for how he he's handled schemed it up. he schemed it up, and. Yeah, captured the emotion of the locker room to get it pointed in the right direction cuz there was some turmoil it seemed in Miami about you know was Tua going to be good enough mm-hmm. was he good enough and and McDaniel handled it really well um, so that's you know you got to give him credit they have he has m- promoted a culture in their building that has allowed at least their quarterback to really thrive and a lot of people 12 months ago didn't think that would happen
2: for sure and you know playing uh, against Miami I haven't really seen the culture the way it is, as far as like in the Miami locker room, the way it is for them now. Yeah, their their confidence is through the roof. Um, I'm not saying before they weren't, but it's just you can tell it's a totally different energy, totally different vibe from where they thought they were going to be last year to where they're at now. So, coach, yeah, that, that coach is doing a, a heck of a job out there.
4: Let's go back to week three briefly. It's about 120 degrees on the field. Mm-hmm. Now, you've played early season games down there before. I know you're a Texas boy, so you're used to heat. I mean, what do you got, like 50, 60 days of 100 degrees down there <laughs> yeah. every year? That's insane. Um, but the Bills come in shorthanded with a ton of injuries. Mm-hmm. They got two rookies starting a corner, you know, in Benford and Elam. And they got uh, Jaquan Johnson and DeMar Hamlin starting in the, in the, in, at safety. I mean, you basically have Taron Johnson and – all backups, Mm -hmm. you know, in their nickel package. And they held it down. I mean, Tyreek only has two catches for 33 yards. Waddle kind of had a couple of big plays, including one that was key for the go-ahead score. And they're dropping like flies the whole game because they got to sit in the sun, as you Mm -hmm. know, and the Dolphins are sitting over there in the shade. Yeah. I mean, the team literally had to try to beat the Dolphins and the Heat in the same game. What do you... What do you remember about early season Miami games and, and had it been an issue before? Because we had guys throwing up at halftime, getting IVs and all yeah, of that and, uh, stuff.
2: I mean, it's definitely totally different. Um, when you know, While we're in training camp, I think the highest in training camp may be 89, maybe 85. Yeah. So right. dealing with that for as many weeks as it is leading up to going to Miami and then playing at 105 degree, it's, it's a total difference, especially if you're not hydrated. Um, the heat, def I mean, if y'all notice the way the stadium is set up, they make it to where the sun is pointing at, at the visiting sideline. At the visiting sideline, right? side so having that sun beam on you like that, <laughs> it it does. Yeah, take even that, when take you're a toll down, on you are sitting down. Yeah, even when you are sitting down, it definitely takes a, a toll on you. But it's one hundred and five degree weather. I mean, it's just I when I was in training camp, I used to wear a hoodie over my pads and put a hoodie on my on my helmet. Just so I can get acclimated to the heat. Even though I am from Texas, I live in Buffalo, and yeah, yeah, Buffalo yeah. doesn't have that same heat index as Texas does. So you kind of get used to that normal heat Buffalo weather.
4: Talking to a lot of the players this week, they said the, the biggest problem week three was the dang humidity because mm-hmm. it was like 105 degrees, but on the field, but it was like 88 percent humidity, humidity that and matters. it just sucks. It literally sucks the hydration out of your body,
2: especially when you're tired. You can't. You're not feeling like you're getting that fresh air when you're trying to breathe. So like. When you run let's just say a fade route and you gotta come back, you're trying to get that air but all you <laughs> it's feel not is not good the, air. It's not good air. <laughs> it's straight heat, humidity, sweat, everything, and you just you feel like you're not getting that grasp of air that you need. Yeah. I'll say this.
0: Yeah, and I you know, I played down there as well back, you know, in the eighties mm-hmm. and nineties and and I was saying before the game, they said, Wow, well, it's really going to be hot." And I was like, "I don't know." We'd go down there, even in early in the su- in the season. We played down there opening day one time in 1989, um, and then you go down late in the season, whenever. I never had a game down there like that. Mm-hmm. And I played. I, I was there. I was in, with the team a whole decade, eleven years. We never had a game like that. So that that type of atmosphere is as rare there mm-hmm. as this. Atmosphere Saturday up night here is going to be up here right. cuz we you know we'll get bad weather but you know a foot of snow no
2: yeah. so right. bad I'm weather surprised. here would be like 6 feet of snow that's bad yeah, weather people
0: used to say hey what are you going to do in the heat in Miami we used to get off the plane and soak it up like a sponge man <laughs> it was great it. i mean yeah. we're up here practicing like you say in hoodies mm-hmm. and parkas and warm but you go down there and you get off the plane it's like wow it hits you as soon nice. as you get off that
2: plane you oh, h- yeah. you feel the humidity I, I said
0: yeah i said the same thing about them getting off the plane here today
2: oh yeah it's They're definitely slide. gonna feel that oh, smack in the face. Ooh. That skin is gonna come off that bone, I'm telling you that <laughs> <laughs> when that when that wind comes in, that wind chill, it it My it's different. My point was,
0: I kind of poo pooed the heat thing in the run up to that week three game, mm. but I was pro- I was proven completely wrong because I never done it. I've been there a year, uh, ten years. We mm. never had a game like that. Yeah, that was a bad game. Yeah, that was a really rough. All game. right,
4: so tell us, Aaron. Like, as Bills fans always want to know, like, what do you what are you uh, up to? And you know, you back home in Texas and. Kind of just doing your thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm doing what I wasn't able to do beforehand. I'm I'm traveling a lot. I just got back from Columbia a few weeks ago. Oh, cool. Um, Mentoring high school, college, and some professional athletes. Um, uh, Developing an app slash website with my my dad, helping high school athletes uh, get a chance to get scholarships. Okay. Um, I mean, we all know that five, four stars get all the publicity right. and stuff. So we're trying to get those kids who are dark horses, those two, three, one stars that are really, really good athletes, but don't have the tension around them that others do. Um, so doing that real estate, just trying to keep busy. It's yeah, this, man. this whole, yeah. this whole, uh, retired life is, is different. I have a lot of time on my hands and I don't have a set schedule. So every day is something's new. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I, I have no complaints about it whatsoever. Because your whole family's down there, right? Everybody's family, home. Everybody's everybody. in Texas. Oh, yeah, everybody's awesome. in Texas.
0: I, I tell people, they, when I retired from the league, they always say, wow, you, you, what do you think about retirement? How's it going? I was like, yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I,
2: I wake up and just be like, hey, what do I want to do today? It's, it's awesome. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a yin and yang. Um, it gets old after a while. Yeah, you gotta have something. You gotta have something to do. After yeah. a while, waking up and not knowing what to do gets old and boring and you don't you feel confused and you yeah. don't know what's going on. So
4: Well, it's good. You got a lot of irons in the fire. That's good, man. Absolutely. Good for you. For good sure. luck with all of that. Thank you. And if you're going to the game, be on the lookout for this guy. Come say what's up. Number twenty three. <laughs> you, know uh, you know what's
2: crazy is I. A lot of people when I go to the games, a lot of people will stare at me. They'll be like And then I'll look at them and be like, Damn. Yeah. You guys, come, come. I'm Good a human hello. being. Like. Well, I
4: think I think that you find that in Buffalo. Like me being from the New York metropolitan mm-hmm. area, people are not shy down there. They'll bum all. rush a professional athlete in a yeah. second and not even think about it. Here, I tend to think that Buffalonians are a little bit more respectful of your personal space. You know, they know you're a busy person. They know you're probably approached a lot, and so I think there's this respectful distance that fans keep. But
2: I love that Aaron's inviting it. I love so the respect. If you see him, come say what's up. If you come see talk, come him, come, come say on, hi. I'm, is I'm with be. the people. The game, <laughs> yeah, the game. Yeah, I'm at the yeah. game, you so it's like yeah, you expect part to of the, be part approached. Of yeah, you sign
0: sure. up for it. It's fun, and it'll be great. And by the way, um, you're going to be at the Buffalo store again. We're going to. Yeah, I'm going to read it again. all here.
2: I, uh, have you been in that place? I have. You, yeah, you, I, I was, I was there. I uh, think last show outside. That has there.
0: quickly become one of my. Fa- aside from the store here on the mm-hmm. property, where actually I get an employee discount, the Buffalo store is awesome. It yeah. is. There's a lot of I like, love variety that stuff. of stuff. You get stuff that you never get to see anyplace yeah. else. is pretty cool.
4: So Aaron will be at the BFLO store on Transit Road, uh, 5 to 6 p.m. tonight for free autograph signings. And then on Saturday, if you are coming out to the game and tailgating, keep an eye out for him. He's going to be in the tailgate lots uh, cruising around in a golf cart, provided that thing's got four-wheel drive. I hope he can uh, handle the snow. So look for Aaron <laughs> and Billy Buffalo. They'll be cruising around trying to say hi to some people, and then obviously he'll be getting you all amped up right before kickoff. Aaron. thanks for popping in. Hey, great to you see you. For having me. We will take a break here, but when we come back, it is time for Tailgate Friday. Let us know what your plans are. We'll read them off here next on One Bills Live, presented by of Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, like we do every Friday, it's Tailgate Friday, presented by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official Healthcare plan of the Buffalo Bills. For those of you that are new to Tailgate Friday, this is when we ask you, the fan, what your plans are regarding tailgating before the game. What's on the menu? What are the plans? Who are you going with, etc., etc., etc.? We begin with Jeremy, who says, arriving at Danny South around noon, sausage, peppers, and onions will be had along with delicious hoppy beverages with a portable pizza oven cranking out pizzas for eight hours. Um, I like the sound of all of that. What do you think? Are you, sausage and peppers and then a portable yeah. pizza oven?
0: I'm all about it. I,
4: that oven is going to be challenged, thing, though, yeah. outside bring extra in fuel. the weather.
0: Bring extra fuel. Because I think you can um, run
4: those off a propane
0: tank. Yeah, or bring extra firewood or something, whatever it is. You, you bring extra um. Yeah, oof. Here's the thing. You get out there, it's I've, you know, we've all had outdoor parties in the, in the winter.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
0: About a month ago, I had like a four day one. Uh, you got to do something. And eating is the perfect outlet for standing around in a snowstorm. <laughs> it is. A little yeah. known fact. Drinking, you can play, you can play corn cornhole a, in a snowstorm. Drinking is a close second. The bags will still fly, great. you know?
4: Huh? Yeah. You can play cornhole in a snowstorm. The bags are heavy enough. They'll, you know, unless the wind's ridiculous.
0: Nah, it's not going to be that windy. But that, I love that. That's a. That's a great. And what about here's eight the hours? Though they're well, committing that's to that's gonna, that's just what I was going to say. That's a commitment you know, around noon. That's in you're in for the long haul then because I'll say that you got, you almost have to eat twice right. You have to eat something for lunch or like after you get there you set up you're eating about one thirty right. Well, then you got to have supper
4: around like six. Yeah, because you're you're not going into the game without dinner.
0: Right, and then. You got, like, then what time are you going to try to make your way over Danny South? That's, you know, it's like,
4: it's like a quarter-mile walk. third-of-a-mile walk, yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm, yeah, that's, you, and I'm sure this is not the first time they've been in that spot, so they know, know yeah. all this. But for me, that's, that's the first thing. You got to know how long it's going to take you to walk in, where your seats are, how you're, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's
4: that's good. That's a good menu. Hurricane says heading to Kettle's lot at 230, bringing lots of beer, hot dogs and some burgers. That's pretty run of the mill, but that's fine. Good stuff. Whatever floats your boat. Eamon says our mudlot Saturday and night menu. Smoked salmon crostini for the squish the fish theme. Tortilla soup with grilled peppers and chicken to keep us warm. Chipotle beef tacos with cojita and cilantro. To keep us strong and a bucket of chicken to keep us honest. Um lot of chicken in there. I am all about the Chipotle beef tacos, though. All about that. See, there
0: <clears throat> Saturday and night menu. Yeah, I that's it. All day Saturday and
4: Yeah, it's a two it's a two-meal tailgate. You, yes. If you get right? out here for lunch. If you get out here for lunch. And think
0: about it. If you come earlier, it's you and here's the thing too. After the game. If you're sitting there and I and I've been in this thing too, where, where I got one of those game rare games where I didn't have any response and we weren't gonna do, you know, uh bills tonight after the game. I didn't have anything to do, just watch the game. Like so I was like everybody else. And if you get out of the game and you don't leave early, which nobody leave early tomorrow, you're stuck in traffic. So you may as well just you may as well fire the grill up again. And eat before you leave. Yep. Those the lots across the way on Twenty A, and I'm sure some of the other lots, you know, the neighborhood lots down Twenty A between Two Nineteen and the stadium and Abbott.
4: Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Cotija, in case you didn't know what that was. It's Are you a, saying it right? I am. It's I know Cotija. you're trying. I know you're trying really Cotija. hard. Cotija. It <laughs> is. Right. It is an aged Mexican cheese, apparently. Oh, okay. From Brant. I'm doing a flank steak with chimichurri and herb potatoes fried on the flat top. Also a mud lotter. I'm planning on walking around and meeting a lot of Bill's Mafia this Saturday. That's fun
0: too. How do you Well flank I like steak. doing that because I <clears throat>
4: people introduce themselves to me like we had
0: Aaron Williams on people don't hesitate to come up and talk to me. I yeah. love that. I'm all about it. I love meeting everybody. I love saying hi to everybody. It's a, it's a, for me, it's a fun part of the game. I think flank steak is a
4: smart Steak to bring to a cold weather tailgate because it is doesn't because it doesn't take long to cook it, right? You know, gotcha. you, you, that makes sense. That thing you can flip it over once and it's done in like eight to ten minutes, provided your your flat top grills heated up properly, right? Finally, mark on the tailgate Friday tweet sheet: meatball bombers and martinis. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! I am all about that. <laughs>
0: You? I love that
4: combination. Right. <laughs> the only way that could be better
0: is if he said, I got little tiny meatballs that I put in the martini instead of olives. Ooh, I don't Let's know
4: that, go! I'm not putting meat in my drink. Pimenti- yeah. there, there, are, there are lines we don't hey, it cross. It all goes to the same
0: spot. Uh, <laughs> Martinis and meatballs. Woo! I'm going to open up a new restaurant with that. That's that a could good be one. a name for a restaurant. Wow. Martinis and meatballs. Let's go. Love it.
4: I do love that. Great submissions this week. Nice job, everybody. (laughs) That is Tailgate Friday, presented by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health care plan of the Buffalo Bills. We will take a break here because when we come back, our number two on a Friday, you know who's showing up. It's the master of the X's and O's. It is Greg Cosell, senior producer from NFL Films, coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.